Hello, and welcome to the first ever Hula Talk podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we're going to talk about beginning hooping. So to start things off, I'm going to pretty much start with how I began hooping. So it started uh, 2014 in the summer. One of my friends started hooping from a mutual friend and going to a music festival. So that was kind of my like first sight into everything. Um, but the first thing that I ever picked up that I actually started flowing with would be an orbit, which if you don't know is like uh, two strings that you spin around and like wind it up and then you let it go and then there's four lights in the middle at least and it kind of spins around with the tension so that's what got me started but then january of 2015 uh is that's when i got my first hoop from my friend and then also is when i like fully began my journey hooping but uh ever since then it's been the most consistent flow art that I've done and I don't think I would ever go back on it. I asked a question over on my Instagram story uh, about how other people started hooping so I'm going to read through some of them now. So one person said I used to get quote-unquote phases of artistic hobbies I'm into and I've been in this quote-unquote phase for a year and a half. Um, I realized my unsafe, unhealthy coping mechanisms were going to kill me, and then I assume it said I found hooping because it's so limited. Um, I saw a girl at the river in town, and immediately I needed to know how and what she was doing. Saw it online and made my first hoop out of irrigation tubing from Home Depot. Went on a date with a guy to his college frat house and saw people spin fire. I started after. Grateful Dead Hoopers turned me on so good, and mutual friends who hooped. So this all kind of brings in a lot of things that I wanted to talk about today with beginning, why people start, and everything like that. So I find that a lot of people do start because of a mutual friend or from seeing it from someone. Like me and myself started because of a friend. A lot of people I know started because of a friend. I think it's great because it kind of adds to the whole communal aspect of hooping, which is one of the, I guess, one of my favorite parts about it. But then another topic that brings me to enjoy it even more is how hooping brings out emotions and things like that and helps people so much coping with things or just getting their emotions out in a creative way that makes it healthier and not like it lessens the harm that some people will do which I think is an amazing thing you see a lot of people going through hard times and troubled times and then they just get the great emotional release from hooping which is something that amazes me uh I used to dance and that was what I would like used as my coping mechanism it's how I got out a lot of my emotions and things like that uh also with like painting and things like that but now I definitely use hooping a lot for that and I feel like a lot of people expect to see it every single time that they watch someone hoop but I know at least me personally whenever I'm going through something and I really just need to let it all out I don't want to record it just because I feel 
so vulnerable in that moment and it's such a sweet release that I feel like it's something that I personally need to go through and deal with without letting other people into it but again that's just my own personal take on it I know some people enjoy the release and sharing it with people and being very open with people but I feel personally that there's like a line between some things but that's just me so next I'm going to go on to hoop sizes so I also asked this question on my Instagram story um, so my very first tube was uh, PE tubing or irrigation tubing which you can get at Home Depot um, and I believe it was 36 inches and 3 fourths tubing so uh, this type of tubing is very weather resistant you can hoop with any kind of weather and not worry about it breaking but it's very dense very heavy uh a lot of the hoops like they're just they're they have like this weird give to them so they're not very rigid like other types of tubing so it's like a softer tubing but I don't know. I think they're a great place to start because the heavier a hoop is, the slower it goes. So when you're first starting out and trying to learn a lot of different moves and things like that, it's a lot easier to learn it slow than fast. But so I have someone said three fourths or 34 inches in three fourths, 36 inch, 38. Now I use 28 or 27. Uh, 42 inches. I think that's the biggest one that someone said. Someone else said 42 inches. Um, 38 inches, one up to my belly button. 36 inch, three fourths. 28 inch, five eighths. I think that that's definitely the smallest one starting that was answered in. Uh, 42 inch hypnotic travel hoop, and then 40 inch or something ridiculous. So. I see a lot of shops and like people just recommend in general like when you're starting out to start with a hoop that goes up to your belly button. Now for me, 36 inches did not go up to my belly button, did not even come close. I feel like 44 inches would probably be the closest one to get that high up on me because I'm pretty tall. Um, but I feel like it's more so just like a feeling <laughs> like the 36 inch for me was like the perfect size to start out with um it was very heavy I went back to it I don't know a year or two ago before I gave it to someone else and oh my god it was so heavy and I mean, I recently bought some 36 inch, 3 fourths in polypro tubing, and those are some big boys, but they're still lighter than the very first hoop I had, also because it had duct tape on it, but it's still like, it's funny to see how majority of people start with such big hoops and a lot of people downsize, although I do see myself personally and I know other people enjoying big hoops also and like 
I had this evolution of going down and down to very small hoops, and now I'm going back to much larger hoops, although I do still love smaller hoops, but it's all it all depends on what I'm doing, same with other people. But there definitely comes a preference, which you'll definitely learn over time as you continue on your journey and like keep hooping. So next I'm gonna talk about hoop tubing. I'm gonna be covering this in the next couple of episodes, but just on a basic note, uh, so mo a lot of people start with the PE or irrigation tubing. You can find it at a lot of uh, home goods stores like Home Depot or Lowe's. So you can make it yourself, which is kind of like a nice experience because you're making your own hoop to begin with. Um, some stores do sell beginner hoops so if you don't feel like making one you could always order one uh, they'll usually come taped because it adds more weight to it I well my friend taped mine and I think I taped it once but she mainly did it for me and we use duct tape you could pretty much use any kind of tape you want to a lot of shops will use the hoop decorative tape like a uh, deco tape that they get um, but Honestly, it's really whatever you want it to look like. At one point, I took all of the tape off and just had the black hoop because it's what I seemed fit for what I wanted. Um, so with grips with it, the tape adds a little bit of grip, but depending on the type of tape, like deco tapes are usually a lot, um, they're a lot more slippery, so they don't really grip onto your clothing. So it won't be as easy in my opinion, to do a lot of things, especially when you're first learning out because it'll be slipping. Also, tapes tend to get scuffed up if it if you're hooping outside a lot and uh, you drop it or you're doing moves where you're like doing like almost like a walk the dog like style. But that one in that way, I would recommend doing duct tape because it's not as firm of a tape because decorative tapes tend to get almost like sharp and uh, I've definitely cut my face a couple times from tape tubes but you can get grip tape I've used it in the past a bunch of shops use it they have the option to add it onto it you can get it from Amazon you can get it from different stores um, I personally not a big fan of grip tape at this point but it definitely did help a lot, especially with um, more beginner hoops. And even when I taught this workshop once, I made it a point to put grip tape onto all of the hoops just so they had an easier time with it and it would actually stick to their bodies. Um, but there also is hoop wax, which some places sell, but you can also make because all it is is melting down some type of wax. I've used beeswax in the past. I know other places use beeswax. Some use uh, different types of wax to make it vegan. All your preference, all you do is put it into a form, rub it onto the inside of the hoop, and you're good to go. It adds some grip to it, but it eventually melts away. So that's the only downside of it. Although same with tape. Tape does not last forever, so eventually it will scuff off or it will come off by itself just from like wear and tear. And the last thing you can also do is sand it, which 
will last for a while, but obviously you cannot sand taped hoops. Um, so after that, um, I recommend people learning a lot of on-body moves to begin with. Um, don't really focus on like the technique of things fully because it all just flushes itself over time. Um, I would never expect someone to be 100% flawless the first year into hooping. I don't consider myself even close to being at least a little bit good until like a year and a half, almost two years into hooping. And even then, you're, there's always room to get better. People are like 10 years into hooping and they still have places that they can go and improve on. It's just a constant battle, a constant, like, upward stride to get better and better. But definitely, like, I have some, like, beginner things that, like, I started with. And I feel like it's, like, foundation moves that would help you be able to do other things. So, like, waist hooping, I feel like it's... Eh, I think it's important to know how to waist hoop. I mean, hula hooping started with waist hooping I think it's a good thing to learn how to do because honestly I've finessed a lot of times yeah but can you hoop around your waist and you know it's kind of fun to be like why yes I can and I can do it forever um another good thing to learn would just be tosses like just throwing it up in the air and catching it different ways like with your arm through it catching it like above your head, all different spots, because at least me personally, I incorporate a lot of tosses into my flow, and I don't know, they're fun. It adds new heights and like various levels to everything. Uh, a vortex, I think, is a very important thing to learn. That's one of the very first tricks that I really drilled and wanted to get perfect. Um, that's where it's kind of like the lasso above your head doing a seat belt down and like just constantly like bringing it up and down on and off your body and that is a very good prerequisite to get into pizza tosses which is what a lot of people always want to do is learn how to do a pizza toss uh, a basic weave great thing to learn kind of like will be an introduction into eventually learning how to do doubles because doubles are a lot of weaves uh, chest rolls great thing to drill it's pretty simple to learn uh, cleaning it up though honestly just takes your takes everything to a new level and like a new height um, this is no shade on anybody but when it bounces across your body instead of being a smooth line it doesn't look as nice when it's a smooth line it looks amazing true facts hate me or leave it um isolation great foundational thing just a basic one making focusing on one point on the wall and making sure that the hoop doesn't really wobble around uh if you have a mirror best spot to learn how to do it is by looking at a mirror uh, in dance, when we practice isolating different body parts and things, always stare in the mirror to make sure it was whatever we were trying to move was the only thing that was moving. Same thing with the hula hoop. 
You can learn how to do other isolations after it, but the basic one just right in front of your body, great foundational move. And then I added in learning to do a wedgie. It's a pretty simple move, but uh, definitely has some like different heights to where it can be difficult. I know at first when I was trying to learn it, did not go over very great. Um, a lot of times, instead of kind of going up and down, it'll go side to side or just won't do what you want it to do. So that one's just a great one to learn. It's cool because it can go into escalators. Oh, that's another one that's good to learn, escalators. Very simple, unless you're my mom because she had a very hard time trying to learn it when I was teaching her, but other than that, pretty simple just letting the hoop fold down your body and then you can push it back up it's fun it's a good transitional step and then after that you could focus on learning breaks and paddles which comes kind of with waist hooping if you kind of learn how to chest hoop from it also side note if you're trying to learn how to waist or chest hoop if you spin in the same direction it helps a lot just don't get too dizzy um, pizza toss is a great thing to learn after that uh, different variations of things so different chest rolls like a chest roll pop doing k rolls um, ghost isolations different things like that uh, learning coin flips coin flip tosses there's really an endless notion of things that you can learn you can honestly learn forever in the hooping world you can learn constantly new things and there's constantly new moves coming out or new combinations um but overall i feel like that's a good starting point and also highly recommend learning how to do everything on both sides if not just attempting to do both sides there's nothing more boring and I even do this still, and I am trying to give a note on it, is just kind of leaving your opposite and like non-dominant side just there. Like all the time, my left hand will not be doing anything. And I watch back my videos, I'm just like, ah, oh, why didn't I move it? Why didn't I do something with it? And that's kind of where learning doubles can come into play but learning things on both sides will elevate your doubles to an amazing level. This is something that I myself need to work on because there's nothing more boring than when you're doing something really cool with your dominant hand with the hoop and then the other hoop in your other hand is just spinning around. We, we've all been there. It's like beginner hooping, like still trying to figure out how to do things. But eventually it comes to a point where it's just like, okay, we get it. You can spin the hoop around your left hand, but can you do something else with it? And I think that's what takes people to the next level is kind of focusing on using their non-dominant hand and making sure that both sides are actually doing something constantly. So next, um, should you start out with a smart hoop? I'm gonna give you my answer, no. Um, I personally do not like when people buy a smart hoop as their first hoop. I think it is a waste. Uh, 
I think you could spend your money elsewhere and it would be amazing because nine times out of ten you buy this ginormous smart hoop and three months later you want to downsize it and you know what's probably gonna happen a couple months after that you'll want to downsize it again so why not just wait to get a smart hoop until you're like okay yeah I love this size of hoop I can definitely see myself getting a smart hoop in it and then spend the money for it they have basic LEDs so many different stores you could start with that and then when you want to get rid of it it's not gonna be a total hassle me personally I started with the PE hoop and then eventually I saved up and got a basic very basic LED hoop and I do not regret it I got it in a smaller size than I started in and it was a good hoop you see the lights add some weight to it which is a nice thing it makes it move slower it's a heavier hoop so you can get things better but the basic hoop you'll be less worried about breaking it because LEDs are not the strongest thing in the world. They can break very easily. I have broken someone's LED hoop by accident before. I felt awful. I paid for the repair. It was not the best of time, but at least it was not a smart hoop because repairing them costs a lot of money. I will let you know that because I have had to do it before and many regrets, but definitely waiting until you're fully ready, you know a size that you love. That is my best recommendation with smart hoops. The first smart hoop I got was 30 inches. Loved it, used it for a year, had some issues with it. But we moved on from it. Got my next smart hoop, smaller size. Used it for a year and I recently downsized it. You evolve with it, but you still like, if I had started with a smart hoop, in the beginning at like 36 inches I would have downsized that bad boy five times before I got happy with it so that is my two cents on beginning with a smart hoop next I'm going to talk more about the community that is hula hooping there are countless Facebook pages you can join I will not go into them in this episode I will not say ones that I enjoy, ones that I do not enjoy, ones that I like, ones that I dislike, why, everything. That will come maybe later, we'll see. But I think it's a great resource for meeting new people. Instagram, great resource for meeting new people. I find that there's like waves and ages of hoopers, so like, I think it's great to find other people who are just starting out around the same time you are because you can grow together, you'll grow friendships together. Some of my best friends I made from Instagram in the hooping community. Um, we all started around the same time. It's so great to watch each other grow together, uh, watch each other learn new things. You can talk shit with each other. You can. I don't know. It's amazing. I love so many of the hoopers that I met along the way and that I've gotten really close with. And I just look forward to 
how we'll grow along the way even further and it's just great to see some people like a lot of people flourish and i don't know i i'm just rambling at this point but instagram takes me to my next next topic (laughs) which is taking videos i highly recommend even if you don't post them to take videos of yourself along the way um I have videos that I have since put onto a private account just to get rid of some from being out in public of me when I first started just because at this point I do not want them to be seen (laughs) but that's just me I just don't want to be able to look at where I've come from where I started and everything but I look back and I'm like wow I can't believe that's how I started even i have a privated youtube video that was public for years and oh i watched it a year or two ago and i was just like hmm i'm i'm gonna make this private now and you know i kept i keep it because i like to go back and watch it sometimes and i think wow i was so cute thinking this was really good and worthy of posting on youtube and you know was not perfect at all am i still perfect not even close i still do things i'm just like ooh. and also i look back at some videos and i'm like wow what did i do there how did i do that like you you start to forget things that you used to do and when you look back at it you're like wow i'm gonna start incorporating that again and that's how you like continue to grow you grow out of phases you grow into phases and it's just crazy (laughs) um and then this also kind of ties in with actually posting the things i think it's great to post it um depending on how you want to post it i know some people keep their hooping pages private because they want to control who can see it but then you also run into the struggle of like people possibly not wanting to engage with you or not wanting to like follow you instantly i know myself i don't really follow private accounts especially like if they follow me and i try to go look at what they are because i can't see what's being posted and i don't know it could just be also now that i feel like i'm at a point where i'm following who I want to more than just trying to like follow more people like I just want to be inspired by people so if I see that I can't see what you're posting I'm most likely just gonna click away because I want to see who I'll be watching and learn more about them before I actually start following them um and I mean it's all I understand why people do it. I mean, I have private accounts, like the one that I repost things onto, which I'm the only person who will ever see the light of day for that. I don't even follow it on my main, like on my accounts. It's literally only there to repost videos and old pictures too. Uh, But I think posting your progress shows courage it shows it's able for you to look back and see where you started and honestly it's a great feeling it's kind of humbling um 
I like seeing when hoopers from 10 years ago post their beginnings and you're like, ah, oh, wow, we all did start at the same spot, really. Um, but overall, yeah, post your videos, keep them. I used to have an entire folder. I got rid of it recently of old videos because I just, I didn't see the need to keep them at this point anymore. Um, other than that, I think that pretty much brings the first episode to a close. Um, I'll be posting this sometime. I'm looking forward to creating this. I've had this planned for like, I've wanted to do this for two years and I finally just sat down and really looked into doing it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at hulatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can give us a follow at hulatalkpodcast on Instagram. You can give my personal page a follow, which is at ryehoops. That's R-Y-E-H-O-O-P-S. Um, feel free to send in any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, recommendations, things you'd like to hear me talk about, people you'd want to hear me interview, all the above. That's all for today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. The next episode will be about different types of flow. Thanks, guys.